One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Peter McFerry Trust, they're urging owners of derelict or vacant properties to get in touch and to help the National Housing Charity in providing homes to those in need. With further details, I'm joined by Francis Doherty, who is Director of Services at the Peter McFerry Trust. Good morning to you, Francis. Good morning, Patricia. You're welcome to the programme. Now, you have a number of housing units already here in Cork, but you're now looking for more. What are the ideal properties that you're looking for? Um, ideally, we're looking for vacant buildings that will be would lend themselves to be turned into apartments, um, particularly one-bedroom apartments or studios. So it tends to be larger commercial buildings or, I suppose, for example, some of the projects we're working in in Cork City uh, would be buildings that were retail on the ground floor and vacant upper floors. And now the, the shop is no longer operating or the business uh, owners have retired and the building is vacant, so we're taking back those buildings and putting them back into to full residential use. So maybe we're getting one apartment per floor, maybe four or five apartments uh, in these older buildings in town or city centres. So um, they're the types of buildings. We've also, I suppose, our, our office in Cork uh, used to be the permanent TSB bank, and that was turned into a small regional office for us and five apartments. And similarly, we're doing things with old school buildings, uh, old pubs, um, any sort of old sort of commercial buildings, um, even post offices and stuff. So things that, you know, might have had a commercial use uh, in years gone by that have been vacant now for years. And perhaps there's, there isn't the appetite or need for, for those types of commercial buildings anymore. Um, they can play a part in, I suppose, alleviating homelessness or, or lowering the number of people waiting on social housing. And God knows, uh, Francis, there's a lot of those empty shops right across the county, t- the city, but particularly across the county towns and villages. Oh, there are. And like that's, I suppose, really what we're trying to do is if, <clears throat> if you think of social housing provision and, and what's going on, uh, there's lots of great organisations building as well as large estates or developments like those to uh, include and respond. Those organisations can go into um, Cork or uh, uh, Middleton or Yall and build um, a large estate on a greenfield site, whereas what Fenwick Ferry Trust is trying to do is, is go in and sort of uh, deliver small developments of maybe four or five or maybe up to 12 apartments in a particular area. And by doing that, we're trying to regenerate buildings, deliver social housing and, and maybe tackle two issues in, in the one go. But like you're absolutely right, there's, there's sort of you know, you drive through any large town uh, across Ireland and you see lots of empty buildings. The challenge for us as an organisation is 
a lot of those buildings are don't have sort of registered owners on, mm. on land registry. So that's why we go out and, and and do these appeals because inevitably we get people that will come to us and say, "Well, look, we heard you on the radio. I have a building here um, in Cove, and you know I'm not doing anything with it, and I'd like to talk to you about you know what we could we could do or we'd sell it to you." And then the trust buys it. We work with the the council. We go for planning. We try to get the the building back into use as quickly as possible, and we can get people off the off the housing list. And you mentioned working with the council. You work. You very much work hand in hand with local authorities. Oh yeah. So like I suppose anybody that we house comes from the the council's housing list, and um, the vast majority of our funding for our projects would come via the the city, uh, our, our county council. And what we're trying to do is to to make sure. We're delivering in air, in areas where the council know they need the houses or the mm. apartments. Show, the show, show me an area where they don't have a need. Yeah, that's that's true. I suppose they're just trying to manage and make sure there's not too much concentration of social housing in any one area because um, they're just trying to to create that balance. And like the challenge for us is that you know, take North Main Street as an example. There's there's lots of vacant buildings on North Main Street in Cork City, but. Uh, for us as an organisation, we can't go after every single vacant yeah. building. We have to have a balance. And what we're trying to do is, at the same time, Patricia, is actually demonstrate to other people that you can do the do these types of projects with these vacant uh, commercial or residential buildings and bring them back into use. So there's nothing to stop, you know, a developer uh, buying these buildings and making apartments available for rent. There's nothing that you know there should be, I suppose, more emphasis on creating affordable rental apartments in city centres by reusing vacant buildings. And I think that's, I suppose, the next step in the conversation around, you know, uh, particularly urban regeneration, that there's a lot of talk about cost rental apartments, but they tend to be new build schemes on the edge of town. Whereas we should be looking at cost. Well, rental we have, cheap, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the city and it, and the, the one-bedroomed homes or the, the studio apartments, I mean, they're, they're one of our biggest needs, isn't they? I mean, you know, I know, I accept that we need to build homes for families, but after the families, there's a lot of single people looking for one-bedroomed or studio apartments. Yeah, like the the single largest need on the social housing waiting list and within the sort of homeless community is one-bedroom accommodation. Um, but you know, anybody will tell you if you're looking to rent or you're looking to buy, there's there's very few of those types of units on the market. Um, it takes, you know. It takes a while for for any organisation to build up a construction program. So for the trust now in Cork, city and county, we're we're progressing sort of a small number of construction projects. So we will build our own new build in time. But in the meantime, we can use reuse vacant buildings. We can create studio or one bedroom apartments. We can do it quickly. We can do it um, sustainably because that's the other thing with reusing vacant buildings uh, in terms of where we are with our climate emergency. It's a, it's a more sustainable form of delivery. So there's lots of reasons to do it, but absolutely you're right. If, if we're to tackle the housing waiting list and if we're to tackle homelessness, the only way we're going to do that um, uh, and, and, and get those numbers down is to provide lots more one-bedroom or studio apartments. And for people coming out of homelessness, uh, Francis, do you offer ongoing support when residents move in? Yeah, we do, yeah. So all of the, the tenants in the trust would be assigned a key worker um, who would do visiting supports, telephone supports, um, and they would you know, be making sure that the, the people are supported to transition from an emergency setting into uh, their own home. 
they get set up and then that that support is is there for for a lifetime as the people need it um it's not something that's withdrawn we keep offering that support to, to tenants on an ongoing basis and then we were property maintenance we've all these different uh supports in the background to try and make a success but really i suppose the journey for for people moving out of homelessness the first step is to um to get housing and to get that sense of security and from there then we're trying to build on things like community integration back to work employment uh we've you know we have an employment activation person in the trust to try to get people into apprenticeships or jobs or you know courses with work experience and all those types of things so you know housing is is the i suppose the cornerstone of you know progressing mm-hmm. and doing other things so if we can if we can solve the housing question we we're very much then looking at what's next is it, is it education and maybe for some people it's just about sustaining the house or the apartment and you know that's success for them but other people you know people go on to be uh, personal trainers, beauticians, people have gone oh, to Trinity UCD. You, 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 you must, know. you must, you must uh, over your time with Peter McFerry, seen incredible and hard, incredible stories of people whose lives just completely turned around by simply being given the key to their own front door. Yeah, it is, and it's. Um, I suppose it's what keeps us going when you know homeless numbers are on the rise, and it's a very challenging time for for lots of people in society with with COVID and you know how long that's been with us. But seeing you know what what people can do and how they react to getting the keys to their own door, um, you know, there's that sense of disbelief initially. Um, there, there's a sense of guilt for some of them that they've gotten it, and maybe some of their friends haven't gotten the, their own place to live, but. People really do make the most of it. People really do um, care for their homes, just as, as you or I would. And, you know, there's lots of really inspirational people that go on and do do great things. Um, and, you know, like we have a policy where a number of people within the organisation or employees would have come from a homeless background. And, like, they're going on and they're working with other people that have gone through the things that they would have experienced. Uh, and they're working to, I suppose, improve the lives of of those people in, in homeless services today. Brilliant. You're, you're an amazing organisation. Uh, you really are. And the other one that I really see, this is a win for the entire community because, you know, doing up vacant sites, especially ones that are in the centres of towns and villages uh, and cities, everybody benefits. Yeah, like the, you, you take away antisocial behaviour, like, you know, so many communities we've gone into and they have, they've had issues with the buildings, people squatting there, people using it um, for parties, people uh, drinking there, drug use, um, just, you know, an eyesore on the community. Um, so if we go in and take those buildings and we bring it back to life, you know, we're managing it. We, people know who owns the building. If there's any issues, they can ring us. Whereas, you know, for many people, they don't know who uh, owns the apartment block next door or how to get in touch uh, if there's any issues where at least if it's Peter McFerry Trust you know straight away you can reach us and people can reach us night or day to, uh, if they have any issues but there's lots of wins you know and there's there's lots of opportunities and hopefully on the back of this there'll be more opportunities and more projects that we can deliver and get people out of homelessness in, in across Cork City and County. So any property owner uh, listening to us, uh, Francis, with a property that they think would be ideal, how do they contact you? Uh, they can call our Cork office um, on 2340 
or they can contact our head office in Dublin where I'm based which is 018230776 Okay, good luck with it uh, Francis and continue good luck to everybody involved at the Peter McVeary Trust and thank you for joining us on the programme this morning Thanks very much for the time Good morning to you Bye bye That is Francis uh, Doherty Director of Services at the Peter McVeary uh, Trust As I say I think it's a complete win-win because if you're in a town or a village and there's derelict uh, property in the centre and they're usually on the main street I always feel for the shops or the homes or people living on either side of them nobody wants to live beside a derelict or a boarded up uh, building so I think this could be a real uh, win and we wish everybody at Peter McVeary luck When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.